0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Yesterday, a federal judge made a long-awaited ruling in the long-running Jedi cloud saga, and it was not the one the Defense Department wanted. The Court of Federal Claims says Amazon Web Services can proceed with its claims that the Jedi contract was tainted by improper political influence. That means the multi-billion dollar contract, which has already been delayed by years of litigation, is in for even more delays, if not outright cancellation. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has covered the Jedi saga every step of the way. Jared, what is the latest and what does it mean?
1: So this ruling is something that we've been waiting for since mid-January, Tom. And and the question before the court at this stage of the litigation was, would Amazon Web Services be allowed to proceed with its part of the lawsuit that alleged that there was political interference in the Jedi contract on the part of President Trump and others, including the source selection team? Amazon has made a wide variety of allegations, basically amounting to the idea that its service offering was so vastly and obviously superior to Microsoft's that the only way it could have possibly lost this procurement was if there was interference. That was the part of the case that was before the court. The court ruled that Amazon can indeed proceed with that part of the lawsuit instead of just challenging it on the other technical and administrative grounds that were also included in the original complaint. What it really means is that irrespective of the additional months that would have been still pending in this litigation to, to argue through the sort of normal bid protest issues that we normally deal with in bid protests, there are going to be depositions that are going to need to be taken, including possibly from former President Trump, which is something that Amazon Web Services had initially indicated to the judge that they wanted to do, they wanted to oppose the president himself to see uh, if they can find evidence that, that he tried to They can influence. get in line for that one, I guess. <laughs> that That's right. That's That's exactly right. So it would have been another several months, irrespective of how today's decision came out. But today's decision certainly adds more time to that. So we're already, you know, two years of litigation into this, counting the current lawsuit. We're probably, I don't know, a year another year of litigation you can count on if DOD decides to continue here.
0: Well, yeah. So Microsoft was, I guess, predictably dismissive of it, just saying it's a procedural thing, but that delay could really not so much affect Microsoft as it could affect
1: the Defense Department, then is what you're saying. That's exactly right. And DOD has really foreshadowed its approach here. Back in January, it sent to Capitol Kill what they called an information paper laying out all the scenarios that could possibly come from this decision that we were waiting. Waiting for and that that came down today. And what they said was if the partial motion to dismiss were not granted, and the Amazon lawsuit stayed fully intact, all all the counts were still there, and they were still able to argue these conflict of interest and improper influence issues, they would have to reassess their entire approach to Jedi and whether they wanted to continue at all. When we asked the Defense Department for comment today on today's ruling, very tellingly, I think they said, We have nothing to add to what we said in that January info paper. So I think there are some strong hints, at least, that this may, I emphasize, may be the end of the road for Jedi, at least as it's been constructed so far.
0: Yes, because Amazon had a lot of grounds, and they were still saying that they're superior on a technical and cost basis, too. So that's another whole layer that would have to be argued besides the political end of it.
1: Absolutely, and there's no assurance that the DoD would win the lawsuit in the end, no matter what. But at this point for them, it's really a timing issue. They have described this this JEDI requirement for the past at least two years, including in that info paper I mentioned to Congress, as an urgent unmet requirement for cloud services to warfighters. So I, there, it's going to be even more urgent and unmet a year from now. And, you know, pile on top of that the fact that there, there's mounting evidence that the military services have kind of given up. And that, that That may be too strong a way to say it, but I think we heard a lot of that in the DoD Cloud Exchange that you and I and the rest of Federal News Network took part in and hosted last month. We heard from all of the services that they have moved past, really, the JEDI concept of a single vendor, single cloud approach and have started constructing their own cloud environments that are all multi-cloud. In the case of the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force, those already exist, and they're starting to put services and applications into them. So there is an argument, at least, that JEDI has become irrelevant just by virtue of how much time has already passed in the bid-protest process. Because you got to remember, the requirements for JEDI were set in September of 2017. That's an eternity ago in the technology space.
0: That's right. As you point out, and we heard at the cloud exchange, a whole group of services and vendors has kind of emerged, to broker not just who you pick for a cloud, but to yep. broker technical services among various clouds, almost an abstraction of the differences between the clouds that it looks like from a government standpoint, so that the whole idea of a single cloud is that much less compelling perhaps than it was four or five
1: years ago. I think that's dead on, and that that came out, for example, in the the conversation that I had with Nick Shallon, who's the Air Force's chief software officer, and he flat out said when I brought this up, if we were constructing a requirement for cloud services for something like Jedi, we would just absolutely not set it up as a single award approach. We want multi-vendor and, and what makes that possible is the way the Air Force is is approaching the cloud, which is to put most of its applications into Kubernetes Docker type containers so that the underlying computing environment is really a commodity. You can run it on Azure, you can run it on you can run it on AWS, you can run it on a server stack flying around in a U2. So as you say, that's all abstracted from what the underlying product is. You can run it on basically anything and move it from one environment to another environment, which renders something like JEDI somewhat useless.
0: Yeah, and as a practical matter from a business standpoint, there's probably enough business to go around for everybody anyway, as there has been. This was a $10 billion award, decent, but over 10 years.
1: Yes, that's absolutely right. Right. And you know, one reason, I don't want to be too cynical here, but one reason Amazon Web Services has a strong incentive to continue to pursue this litigation is that it's continuing to get task orders from other elements of DOD. the services that we've mentioned from the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, their own enterprise computing environments, cloud contracting uh, situations that they have set up. And the longer they forestall the award of a JEDI contract, the more of those task orders and the more of that business they can get. I don't know if that's a bad thing, if it seems to be working so far. The concern that, that may be present from the DOD CIO's office is, are we stitching these things together in a way that it looks somewhat like a Department of Defense wide cloud enterprise where you can do effective information sharing across all the military service, the combatant commands, the, the defense agencies? And that's I, I think we don't have a clear answer to that question yet. So
0: now it's really up to what we hear from DOD at this point.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. The strong signaling <laughs> is the best way I can put it that we got today from that statement, just referring us back to the January info paper, is that they are at, at a minimum strongly reassessing whether they want to continue to pursue Jedi at all. I would hope and expect to see something a little bit more definitive from them in the next several weeks to a month. And we should say also, I, I failed to mention this at the beginning of our conversation, we don't actually know the reasoning that the judge used in deciding to keep this entire case intact and not dismiss those conflict of interest counts because that decision is redacted. We should have a full understanding or close to full understanding of her reasoning within the next month or so when the parties are supposed to uh, submit proposed redactions to that decision. So we see at least part of what went on there.
0: Federal News Network's Jared Serbo, thanks so much. Learn more at Pluralsight.com slash vision. Your plans? Today it's dinner with the parents at your spot. We gotta come back here. Now their spot. Or you're on the edge of your seat at the game. Come on, just one time. And it's the one. (gasps) Or maybe you're catching the next flight to... Now boarding flight 1850. Oh, that's you. The choice is yours. And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's
1: going to happen, but
0: when. American Express. Don't live life without it.